mother. Hello? Mom? Mother? Mommy? Mom? Mom? Mother? Mom? Mama? Mama? Mom? Can you pray first? Sure. Oh, yeah, pray. The word of prayer. Mom, this is a podcast show. <laughs> All right, show, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> we are talking about faith. Yeah, sure, brother. Hey there, welcome to the More Simple Podcast. My name is Mo. I created this podcast as a resource for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them to share stories and processes and build community around important issues. On this show, you get to hear amazing stories from people like you who show us how to get more out of life. The stories featured on this platform are by people whose journey I'm inspired by, and most importantly, people who have been courageous and vulnerable to be open about their life stories. And I hope that in turn, you'll find these stories inspiring. Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. This is the More Civil Podcast, a podcast about culture and cultural nomads designed for Black nations and those who love them. And I'm your host, Mr. Nigerian, born, U.S. educated, Korean-speaking, wandering intellectual. Um, today I'll be rolling out our first episode of its kind, um, and really is to bring my mom on the show periodically. We're trying to do this every month, where she gets to distill some you know, wisdom as explored through her faith. And um, I will play the role of uh, no pun intended, devil advocate, or just some questions that I know might be reflective of those that are listening, and also questions that might be forged from my own you know, personal journey as a Christian. So um, my mom, a little bit more about her is, ever since I was conscious enough to work, I, I've always seen her as um, a paragon of faith. She's a woman that prays a lot. She's a woman that reads the Bible a lot. And she was really that foundation of faith for me growing up. And uh, we started out at CAC, that's uh, Christ Apostolic Church. It's a little all-track conservative movement in Nigeria. And then um, shortly after then, we moved to Foursquare. Foursquare was where we spent my formative years. And I remember going to camp a lot and the Bible quizzes and being part of the choir. And from Foursquare, we moved to um MFM, Mountain of Fire and Miracles Ministry. Now, for those that don't know about MFM, MFM is, uh, if, you, if you thought CSC, the first church I mentioned, was ultra-conservative, MFM is like conservativeness on, you know, um, ultra-conservativeness on, on speed, I think, or heroin. Those are really bad analogies to use for churches, but their ministry is more on deliverance, and I don't know, I'm gonna, I haven't explored that with my mom yet, but I don't know why we went from first square to MFM. That's, that's definitely a topic for another day. But um, even in MFM, how conservative it was and how just restrictive it was, I made some very good friendships there, and the youth ministry was totally different from the main church. But I have such a huge respect for the convener, um, Pastor Dr. D.K. Olukaya. I think he's really um, a sound man of God, and even though some of the principles they have and the doctrines they have, I have a lot of questions about. I don't doubt the genuineness of just, you know, that man. So anyways, here's my mom. You've um, heard her on the show a couple of times, and she definitely needs no introduction. So 
welcome my mother, um, Mrs. Obusola, to the podcast. Mrs. Olubukola, Eniola Obusola, to the podcast. Engineer, sorry. Engineer Olubukola, Emiola Obusola, to the podcast. Hello, mom. Hello, dear. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. Um, well, can you pray first? Sure. Oh, yeah, pray. The word of prayer. Mom, this is a podcast show. <laughs> All right, sure, all right. Uh, sure. We are talking about faith. Sure, brother. Um, thank you, Lord. Okay, all right. I'm, I haven't okay. finished. I haven't okay. finished. Thank you for this segment okay. of the podcast. Um, we pray that even as we're going to just what we're going to be talking about that you will put the right words in our mouth. And for those that will be listening, they will be going through one thing or the other that you use this as a point of contact in, you know, just meeting them at the point of your needs. Thank you for all that you've done for in Jesus' name of prayer. Amen. I'll pray for the connection that it's going to be as smooth as possible. Amen. All right, Mother. Good job. Amen. All right. I really thank God and I appreciate this moment with Mo for the privilege to share the knowledge about our faith. And I will not take it for granted. Grateful to God and to Mo. God bless your home in Jesus' name. Amen. We call this faith moment. Yes. I don't know whether you have any topic that you want us to discuss. Or we should talk randomly about it. Yeah, I think I think for um let me let's just ask her with a question. So and that's I can use my own example. Okay. So you created a very good I know dad wasn't much of a firebrand. He's just getting back in you know himself mm-hmm. perfect. But you were the one that was always leading, you know, Bible study, prayers at home, devotion and all of that. I'll say that sometimes I really found it very annoying and disturbing. Mm-hmm. Like it disturbed my sleep. It disturbed whatever I was doing. I really wasn't a happy camper all the time. Whenever you said, let's go and pray or let's go to church or things like that. I, sometimes I just reluctantly didn't want to talk. Mm. So I guess my first question would be, um, for those that have kids now, like parents that have kids. And um, so I have all kinds of friends that come in shapes and sizes and each with their belief system, which is okay. You know, you find what works for you. But I know some people that were born up in a Christian faith, and now they're kind of, they won't call themselves Christians, you know, as you would define yourself as a Christian. And I see that they have this free style parenting where they don't want to involve their kids with any, you know, religious activities. Like, when I say religious activities, I mean, like, taking them to the church or maybe taking them to the mosque. And they say that they would like their child to, have to form that opinion where they grow when they grow older and they don't want their children to be influenced by religious organizations. Um I do I want to know just know like what's your opinion on that and what does the Bible have to say about that? That's my first question. And my second question today would be how do you how do you cultivate your faith, especially when you haven't been connected to God in a long while. Maybe you haven't been to church. Um, there's so many things you're seeing around you that just, you know, turns you away from Christians. But you, you still believe that there's a higher power out there. How do you go back to the source? How do you feel what you thought was alive before, but now it's just all dead? 
I didn't really get your second question properly. Can you how do you it? how do you how do you cultivate your faith? Like how do you grow your faith? Okay. Especially when um okay. everything around you haven't been to church in a while, you stop praying, you stop reading your Bible, but you do believe there's a higher power out there, you believe there's a God, but you just haven't spoken to him or her in a while. Okay. Let's start with the first question about the parents that have not been maybe early enough to acquaint them with God, Abby? Yes. Okay. You see, my woman of Bible, Okay. and I take my principle and my day-to-day activities according to what I see or what I read or what I hear from the Word of God. The Bible says, teach a, I teach a child in the way he should go. And when he grows, he will not depart from it. So the earlier, the better you introduce God to these kids, the better. Especially at their formative age. So it's very crucial and very important. Let them know that there is someone up there who is seen to the happiest of their lives. Okay. You know what God told Abraham? Abraham God told Abraham that Definitely the reason why I want to bless him is I know that we, he will instruct his children after him to know okay. God and to follow God. So if you want to have, yes, if you want to have rest at your old age, these kids that God is a privilege because you are not the owner of the kids of the, you are just a brought these children parents. So you have to introduce to them early enough about God. Let them know that they have to have the fear of God in them. Because if you leave them without the word of God, without the knowledge of God, some, you know, the, your, the brains, human brain cannot be vacuum. Either you have the knowledge of God or you have the knowledge of the devil. So something has to occupy the brain, especially the little ones. So the earlier enough you introduce to them the will of God, the knowledge of God, the earlier the better. So that is why you have to teach them to get them prepared that they must serve God. The purpose of them being here on earth is to serve God, to fear God and to serve God. So um, basically, it's a privilege to have, I just want to recap what you said. It's a privilege to have a child that was given to us by God because every every child is a gift from God. And so we should see ourselves yeah. as custodians and in cultivating yeah. their path towards a transcendent ethic, mm. a.k.a. God, is a way of just giving honor to, yeah. from where that gift came from. We shouldn't think like we own the yeah. child. Our job is just to help the child to be who they need to be as guided as by God. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, And so I think that also leads to my second question. So um, people are, I mean, I have been on a quest for my faith. There was a time when I, 
I wasn't going to church for a while. I was angry at God. I just, not very, very angry. I just didn't want anything to do with Christians. And I was talked about and written about that as well. Mm. So I'm just curious to know, like for people mm. like me, and I don't think I'm ever going to get to that stage again because I think my faith has incredibly grown since that moment. Those extended time periods that I had when I wasn't, I wouldn't call myself a Christian. But for those that are still on that journey of searching for just who God is, because you hear questions like, oh, there are many paths to God, which, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, but I feel like everyone is entitled to find their path and get to where they need to be. And I do hope that they end up, you know, um, in Christ, because I think Jesus is the only way to God. Um, what? How would you help people that have, you know, they don't have that faith anymore? They don't really care much things about the Bible. They don't go to church. They don't gather and form that community with Christians. They don't read, you know, their Bibles. They don't pray. Like, just, they would, they're not like, you know, they're still seeking answers to those burning questions about, is there really a God out there? What are some of the encouragements or even some suggestions you might give them as to recalibrating or just diverting their path path from where they currently are? Where they, where they are currently are, yeah. Mm. Uh, are you talking about the backslider? Mm, I won't call them backsliders. Uh, no, is kind of those that had faith maybe a long time ago. No, they've 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 had they had faith long time ago. Basically, okay. those that put their hand on the on okay. the, what's but, that thing the Bible says, and then they look back, you know, that kind of thing. We could challenge, challenge or something. People, yeah, people that just yeah, feel like you know yeah. they they're not really they're still questioning, you know, they're still questioning and. They are going through that process of finding out, okay, is God real and all that? Okay, okay, let me say just uh, really, it can be uh, two categories now, from if I may get to the question very well. You see, knowing God is a personal encounter, it's a personal thing. So you understand, it depends on how individual meet God or have a personal encounter with God. You see, you cannot doubt what you see. Sure, so you understand. Yeah. You can let's see first John one one. I first John one one. First John one one. Um Yeah. Should I read That's in Korean or should I read in English? Uh, no English now. <laughs> Your mommy doesn't understand Korean. Let's read in English. First John one one. Alright, so I'm gonna read this in NIV. That which was okay. from the beginning, which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. Um, that's it. Okay, right. Read verse 2 again. Oh. Verse 2. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. Praise God. Mm, you see, if... The, my, if, hello? I can hear you. So for someone to may I, may I have a personal encounter with God, that's new, a new birth, let me call it a new birth, there's no how, there's no temptation or challenge that may come your way. Definitely it will come. Challenges will come, temptations will come, trials will come. But if your 
genuine, if your salvation is genuine and is personal encounter, divine encounter, there is nothing that can move you. Oh. There is nothing that can depress your faith in God. You see, all Apostle was saying in Roman history, what can separate us from the love of God? So you understand. If you, if an in, that individual has tasted the real love of God, the real, the genuine salvation from God, there is nothing in this world that will come, that will, will shake one's faith. It may shake your faith, but not to the extent that you will say you don't want to serve God again. If you, you know God is God. Either you serve him, say, I am that I am. And we are serving God for our own benefit. We are not serving God for God's benefit. Serving God secures our own benefits, our own inheritance from God. So mm. my advice to them is that they should know that without God, they can do nothing. Check John 15. See what God says there. Jesus is talking where, about where? John, John chapter 15. If you start from verse 1, because of our time, you may not be able to read from verse 1, but just let's read verse 4. All right. John 15 verse 4 says this. Remain in me and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. That is it. So we cannot prosper. We cannot be anything that God wants us to be without being in Christ. So, and um, what is the faith that we are talking about? You know, faith, the Bible says, faith comes by what? By hearing, and hearing the word of God. So, the faith that is, for, so for someone that may have known God before, have tested the word of life before, and due to trial or temptation or challenge, relied or took a break away from God. It means that that faith that he or she received initially, Eh? It's questionable. It's not a real faith. Uh, and it has vacuum because maybe during that period that he said that maybe he's in, he's in Christ, there's no more uh, enough word of God in him or her to build up his faith during the time of temptation or challenges. So you understand? Because faith comes by hearing, that is in Romans 10. 10. And hearing by the word of God. You see that faith comes by hearing and by hearing. So the first one is hearing. You Mm -hmm. continue to hear and to hear and to hear. The word, because it's not the word that we hear today that we see you through the temptation. The one that you might have had in the past. You know, when Jesus, after he finished his um, fasting 40 days and 40 nights, immediately Satan came. Do you know how he was able to defeat Satan? He said, it is written. Eh? Among, yeah. That is, Christ has, Christ knew what was written in the Bible before that time, before the temptation came. So as a Christian, you must, what, the most important is that to have a personal encounter, re-encounter with God. So that when the temptation comes, you'll be able to stand strong and how do you stand strong? It's through the word of God. There's nothing. Let me say, without him, you can do nothing. Without Jesus, you can do nothing. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the word. Is the word of God. John 1, 1. 
In the beginning was word, and the word was what? With God. So you understand. And that word became what? It became flesh and was dead in us. So if you have Christ, if you have the word of God, then it is only that thing that can build up your faith. You cultivate your faith through hearing the word of God consistently. know that podcast is going mainstream and that there are many people all over the world listening to podcasts daily? For example, in the US alone, one in every three persons listen to at least one podcast every month. Well, that's a lot of people. Do you also know that podcast listeners tend to be more loyal, affluent, and educated? Speaking of these retro qualities, did you also know that on a monthly basis, thousands of people all over the world listen to the Mossible podcast? Hmm. Well, do you have a business, service, event, or product you would love loyal, affluent, and educated listeners to hear about? Then look no further. To promote your services on the podcast, send an email to talktomore at mossible.com today. Or you can visit our website at www.mossible.com. That is www.mosibyl.com Alright. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, I hope I'm able to answer. Hmm? Yes, yes, yes. So it's it's basically by just going back to the source of um, of God's word and finding out who he is. Mm-hmm. I think a, a piggyback question to that would be, so you, you had mentioned earlier that without God in our life, we can't be who we want to be and doing all of that. Yeah. What would you say about people that, that they don't know God, they don't know Christ, they don't know God well, or they don't even know Christ, but they're, they're seemingly, seemingly prosperous in what they do. I mean, they, if by every standard of prosperity, they look okay on paper, like, you know, they're doing well, their business is flourishing, and they don't know God. How do you, what argument do you have to make about that? They do know God and they're first funny. Yeah. And the Bible said that, it's already in the Bible, that when you see the wicked one, or not, not the wicked, anyone that is first funny, without the word of God, God is, our God, you know, Jesus came to the world, he died for everyone. And God created every one of us. The same rain that we rain upon the wicked is the same rain that we rain upon the righteous. The same rain that we rain upon those who know Christ as their Lord and Master, but the same rain we rain upon those who do not know Him. The only difference is that in Christ you have rest. Those that are seeing that they are doing well without Christ, you may not know what they are passing through. You may see them outside doing well, but in in their corner, in the chamber, in their chamber, you will see that there's something that is missing, and that is the peace of God. Oh. The Bible says that in the world you will have tribulations, but be of good share that God has overcome the world. Mm-hmm. So, and as a Christian, when you are passing through any challenges and you see the unbelievers around you that they do not go, to, they do not know God. They are doing well. God is making them to do well that maybe one day they will come back to him and they will repent and come into the fold. So as a Christian, know that you have what the home believer do not have. I had a story of someone. He's very nice a man and very rich. So one a Christian brother went to him one day, say, 
Uh, brother, I can see that are very okay. Please, so I want the type of riches that you know what that man said to that Christian brother. Uh-oh. Said that if you know that what I'm passing through, you will not pray that you want to be like me. The man told the Christian brother that even as you are, I'm envying you. I want to be like you because you have peace. You have peace that what I have cannot give me. Hmm. All right. Thank you for that. I think this is a good way to end. And I just want to say, just to recap that, we hope that this, through this talks on the show, we can explore questions about faith, about um, purpose, about identity. So if you guys have any questions for my mom to or other areas we can look at, next time we do something like this, please send them to me. You can email me at talktomore.com. And if you want to get in touch with my mom directly, um, just let me know and I will put you in touch with her. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as at Mosibyl, M-O-S-I-B-Y-L. And so um, no question is out of bounds. Just if you don't even agree what we're talking about, that's okay as well. Um, we can definitely have more conversations around it. Um, so I think for those that are seeking, keep seeking, don't stop in your quest. I do hope that you'll find that place of um, revelation because there's nothing that beats having a personal encounter for, with God. And until I did, until I had that, even with my foundation of faith that was laid by my mom, I lost all of that. Well, not all of it, but I lost a critical component of that. But until I found God for myself and he found me at the very lowest point in my life and the experiences I had from that, they were so corporal and, you know, way out of this world that I, there was no, it was just the, I think it was just the right amount of, I want to call it evidence that I needed. So much so that, I can't even go back and, and, and get to that point again. Now I still struggle with some aspects of my faith. You know, I still have questions like, you know, everybody out there, because I don't think I'll ever reach that point of, okay, there's nothing more to explore about God. But I'm, as far as just believing in God and having that faith that he exists, I don't think I can ever go back to that point again, because I have seen things and I have experienced things that, you know, goes beyond that. And that's a prayer I have for those that are listening and really want that because nothing beats having that personal experience, especially if you're quite cynical as I can be. Um, in the meantime, um, thank you all for listening to this. Mom, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yes. Yeah, the conclusion. Let's read Job 22:21. Job 22:21. And that says, Submit to God and be at peace for him. In his way, prosperity will come to you. Praise God. That is it. I could not accept with him, with God, and be at peace. And every good thing that you desire will surely come to you. Mm-hmm. Remember that without God, you can do nothing. Yeah. All right, God guys. Thank you, Mom. And um, well, we'll catch you guys on another episode of this Faith yeah, um, Moments with Mom. And thank, thank you all for listening. Catch you guys in another episode mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm. I remain your host, Mostable. All right, Mother. Thank you. Mother. Huh? Mom? Mother? Mommy? Mom? Mom?
מה זה? מה? 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 היי ליסנרס, זה היה עוד אפיסוד של המורסיבל פודקאסט. מה אתה חושב על הנושא הזה? אם יש לך שאלה או פידבק שאתה אוהב לתת, או שאלה לעשות לגבי הבאה, אנחנו תמיד אוהבים לתת פידבק, אז בבקשה תשלחו לנו לינק דרך אינסטגרם, at Morsibol, or email us at talktomo.morsibol.com. Your suggestion might just end up being featured on a future episode of the podcast. Cannot wait to hear about from you. Do visit our official website at www.morsibol.com. That is www.morsibol.com, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and amazing guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Leave us a rating or review as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and reaching more amazing listeners like you. We always appreciate your support. Thank you for always listening. This one's for the lonely child Broken hearted Running wild